0: Now listening to Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Tune in to our live show every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
1: The following live broadcast may now be suitable for all ages. The views expressed in this show are solely those of the individual providing them and do not represent the opinion of this station, website, or any affiliated partners. Audience discretion is advised.
2: Welcome to tonight's episode of Beyond the Veil podcast. Uh, one thing I do have to ask before we start the show, uh, guys on Twitch, uh, do you actually see our podcast, or do you? Do I you see it. See... It's there. Okay, good. you might I just have to reload, different.
1: but it's there.
2: <laughs> I was gonna freaking out of it. <laughs> okay, all right. Now that is done. Um, welcome once more to tonight's episode of Beyond the Veil podcast where we bring you the latest news, the weekly roundup of news and uh, coming from Secret World Legends and of course we discuss, we discuss, we talk, we debate and you know do all those fun things. So to do that today we have a very special guest, Uh, he is of course Headshotty, hello hello (laughs) <laughs> and he's muted himself.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Ah, had to, sni- had to sneeze. Yeah. Forgot yeah. to unmute. Uh, yeah. Hello.
2: Hello. Evening. <laughs> good evening, good evening. It's uh, very well into the evening. Quite a bit into the evening for you. <laughs> it, lucky for us, you're almost like a night bird. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, we also have our faithful crew. We have Veritas. Hello. We have Gingy. Hey, guys. We have Ocho. Hey, everybody. And Ember. Hello. Hello and a big shout out to everyone on Twitch coming to see us uh, live. If you have any questions uh, for Headshotty or for us for that matter, uh, feel free to, uh, to post it in the channel. Uh, there's lots of, uh, lots of news coming out, uh, from Funcom in general in the past week, namely their financial report for the third quarter of 2017. So we'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, we'll be discussing the new updates that have made Landfall uh, this week, uh, namely Anima Allocation. Uh, something that might be a little bit confusing to players who have been uh, in the game already and who have you know played quite a bit already. And progressed uh, quite far and of course we'll mention uh, the rest of the news like the autumn sale that we've got going on in the game right now and uh, a whole bunch of uh, community stuff that we've caught in the in the past week. So let's start off with the financial report. Uh, some of you guys have already started discussing it before we actually went live. It's good news all around, right? Uh, yes, yeah, it is.
1: That's what Put it seems change. like, yeah.
2: Well, it is only their third consecutive most profitable, well, not most, third consecutive profitable quarter, uh, which they they're like never had. <laughs> so uh, the momentum that they've had uh, this year as a company they are maintaining it they are full steam ahead. So uh, it is the third consecutive profitable quarter um, and it is the most profitable year-to-date uh, third quarter in Funcom history. So, they've increased their cash flow, they lower their debt, uh, they're doing well all around. So, on the financial side, um, if you've seen the presentation of the financial report on Twitch, uh, given by the chief financial officer and the chief executive officer, I believe, you would have seen that they were pretty happy that they do recognize there's still certain things where they can, you know, get better at. But uh, for the most part, they were pretty happy with how everything went. And of course, when it comes to Secret World Legends, uh, SWL was launched on Steam at the end of July, at the very end of the second quarter. <laughs> Almost had to count there. Yes, <laughs> um, and uh, we know from the previous uh, quarter report that um, it had a very strong launch, uh, more so than it was expected internally, and uh, they did say the financials that they gained from the relaunch of Secret World uh, will be shown in qu- uh, third quarter. This is it. <laughs>
4: and it seems to have done very, very well for them indeed, right? So this is all positive news then for the next installment of the story. Very much so. I mean, yep.
5: at least that's what it seems on the surface. I mean, I'm not a like budget person, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, at least all things up. seem
1: to
2: go ahead. Yeah, I mean, equity increased by like 60%. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from quarter one in 2016, um, so you know, and the debt that was significantly reduced um, since then. So it's like, like you Jin said, we're not financial reporters uh, in any way, shape, or form, but we can read the numbers, and it looks really, really good. Now, when it comes to uh, the games in particular, when it comes to the Secret World uh, Legends, um, they have maintained the roadmap um, and uh, they've basically named all the things that have been done for the relaunch, including the ARG, which technically goes under the first quarter, the second quarter. Um, but I guess it did last a little bit into, into, uh, second, uh, third quarter as well. Um, and, uh, the thing that I was, I have to admit, I was mostly looking forward to future updates. Um, and there isn't, there wasn't that much. Have you guys noticed that? Like for uh, the fourth quarter till the end of the year, on the roadmap itself, I think we're supposed to have the Dark Agartha, Uh, they haven't mentioned anything like that by name, they basically mentioned that they will be focusing on addressing KPIs with uh, implementing refer a friend system, reducing the initial download size of the game, and running a winter event with an associated winter cache. And then for first quarter of 2018, the focus will be on major gameplay and story content release to improve retention and provide a more complete experience for the players. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, see, we knew a couple of those, the Refer a Friend and the Winner event coming up, uh, you know, if if people had been following the news, uh, but I think... Just because they are pushing that anima allocation system so much uh, these past few weeks that perhaps they'll be pushing the Dark Agartha Mm -hmm. and uh, the agent system into maybe Q1 with Season 2?
2: I hope not. I really hope not. Because those are things that were supposed to be released by the end of this year, right? So, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking of the future because if they're falling behind now, you know, what's going (laughs) to happen later on? Because then everything kind of takes a backseat. And then what happens is sometimes in order to kind of catch up, you have to uh, cut something out something that maybe, you know, is really cool and would be very, very well received by the community, but they decide not to implement it. So I really don't want that kind of scenario where, you know, this happens where they go, oh, you know what, we've decided not to do it.
5: <laughs> well, it's like, to be fair, anime allocation wasn't even on the like whole roadmap. They they had to put it in because, you know, the for the quality of life that the players asking for it. Uh, but it still doesn't mean even if they didn't say anything about it that you know it doesn't mean it's not coming up,
1: and even oh, if yeah. they fall behind, I mean you know, tell me a single game that hasn't fallen behind on some schedule at least you know a couple of times. um, I do think that that's not necessarily a a bad omen per se unless they completely stop development altogether i mean that that's a that's a terrible omen, but uh, just falling behind on a couple of things no I mean yeah. They could be working on all kinds of, of background stuff that we just don't know about yeah, and it's also with the holidays coming up. I mean they have probably the uh, Christmas stuff coming in around december uh, it's I'm thinking it'd probably go in the first quarter of next year
3: yeah, personally it's looking like the winter event at least won't be that much of you know trouble converting to s w l since the um in Niflheim instances are already instances, and basically everything they have to do is move super hell yeah. No, so it really probably that's,
1: be that's like the really once an hour and...
3: Yeah, I assume so. I mean, I was just thinking that, you know, from a perspective of what they're focusing on, you know, like, because obviously people are saying, oh, you know, wouldn't it be better if they focus on new content instead of the winter, uh, the winter uh, event when I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, it's not too much work for them because basically they don't really have to remove the... Uh, they don't have to remove the Niflheim instances, right? Because it, it's not in the open world, so nothing collides with their instance uh, limitations to begin with. Which was like the biggest reason why they removed the uh, open world bosses.
5: See, that's gonna be interesting if they do keep the Niflum instances, because then they'll have to rework to, I guess, the gear scaling.
3: Hmm, I mean, we'll see. But personally, I, I I think nothing will change. I mean, they basically did the same with the cat already, right? And they implemented an EFB in there as well. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, remains to be seen. It's not far. It's 16th November right now and um, hopefully the winter event is going to last a little bit more than two weeks. Uh, I guess depending on, you know, when it starts and how much of it uh, we actually have. (laughs) Um, It also depends whether... Has it been confirmed? I don't think they've mentioned anything like uh, what exactly they'll be putting out this year. Because we have the Mayan dungeon, right? The end of the oh. world. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. No. It, it, who knows out. what they're going to do?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, they are supposed to give um, do uh, the dev stream. Uh, tomorrow um, and uh, at probably their usual time of 1 p.m est Um, so hopefully they'll touch up on that and uh, clarify what will be coming out as part of the winter event so uh, we can look forward to it and we'll know when to expect it Now, uh, when it comes to the rest of the financial report, um, of course, they kind of concentrated more on Conan Exiles. It's a bigger moneymaker. They did say that the two main uh, money bringers uh, for the company are Conan Exiles and Secret World Legends. Um, So that's good news for us. Um, When it comes to Funcom office in North Carolina, which uh, has the dev team for Secret World Legends. Um, They did mention that a new project is in early concepting and prototyping stage um, with full production to be fully dependent on the performance of Secret World Legends. Um, And uh, I'm kind of inclined to think that uh, they will likely wait until they see what happens with the continuation of the story or release of season two book two call it whatever Um, and uh, they'll see because people have been screaming for continuation of the main story uh, past Tokyo now that that's You know, on the roadmap. Now we know that that's coming soon. And hopefully it will be coming sometime in in the first quarter, first three months of 2018, hopefully, if we're lucky. (laughs) Well, I say Uh, it
1: might be the first half
2: first half (laughs) it could be it could be i'm really hoping it'll be you know the first i don't expect it to come in you know january or february early february but you know i would expect some sort of teasing going on um by the end of january so that you know they can kind of ramp it up for season two and maybe do something special. Um, we do know from uh Roman uh, when he was on that they do not plan on any kind of ARG or they didn't plan at that point in time an ARG for uh the release of uh, season two, but uh, that's not to say that they may not do something special, right? right? So we shall see.
1: It probably will. Yeah. I mean, this is a secret world we're talking about here. <laughs> now, do you think that they'll be using their old Twitter accounts, like the buzzing and, and all that?
5: Um, probably not until season two, to be honest, if at all.
1: Well, for like a ramp up.
5: Well, yeah. here's the thing. We
2: do know that um, Scrivenomancer, uh, Joshua Deitch, uh, is writing uh for them. Yay. Um, right. So that's pretty awesome and he is has also been doing some of the Twitter stuff in between as well. Uh so hopefully, you know, they will kind of do something. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but it would be really really cool if they could they could do uh something in order to kind of ramp up uh, everything for the release of Season 2. Because uh, it's a big, 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 huge thing uh, for the game. Uh, it's only We've only been waiting for it, like, for what? Almost six years? <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Has it yeah. been that long? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it hasn't been that long. No. Well, what,
4: five. To the Dark
1: Tower Below what? released uh, August 18, 2015
2: two years no 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 i mean season two right
3: right well season en- season one ended basically with mfb
2: yeah yeah because, like that's, that's the last true. story that's continuation true. that happened that's that was true. the
3: last thing like if you never did mfb you're basically not up to speed if you want to say so which is why they yeah. had to release it before season two to be I mean, honest exactly. because otherwise nothing makes sense that's that's the weirdest part about it yeah,
2: so we should definitely be looking for some dungeons.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's funny, right? I mean, they already said they will release story mode dungeons, but I mean, if they release season two before they release MFA and MFB, people are going to sitting there like, wait, what? How does this make sense? Like, be, basically, there's a continuation error otherwise. Wasn't there, uh, no-
0: but
1: in those dungeons, there was big use of the, um, the Aegis system. Uh, yeah, yeah, but there's also,
3: like, story points to it that are actually kind of important.
4: Oh. So maybe they'll incorporate so, the story, though, into the start of Season 2. Yeah. With it introducing the dungeons.
3: I mean, maybe they, you know, I mean, I would understand if they, for example, just released the story versions just so they have the bridge for Season 2, because I, I'm mm. telling you, if they don't do that, people will be sitting there like, wait, why was the story so, continue, you know, like, you know, continuation-wise so nice and steady, and now all of a sudden you have this weird break, and it's like, wait, why am I here? What, no, I totally agree.
2: But uh, guys, we're judging the continuation of the story and kind of everything, wanting everything to make sense based on what we know from TSW. Uh, We do know that TSW was a special case where they kind of mismatched a lot of the stuff and, you know, uh, (laughs) in order to make it happen. And they released those dungeons because... Um, people have been screaming for end game content Uh, and augments came along because it was like well we need another AP and SP sync (laughs) and you know a whole bunch of stuff came came together out of necessity so who's to say like I think very you you mentioned maybe they'll incorporate the continuation of the story with the release of season two, maybe that's how we was intentionally or initially supposed to have happened. But in TSW, it kind of took a side, a detour. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how everything goes, right? But in any case, they need to make some sort of a bridge. Uh, They need to continue the story in a way that it's going to make sense to the players. Uh, I don't think they would shoot themselves in the foot by, you know, not, doing that just kind of having a huge chunk of it being missing i don't think that's going to happen
1: i say cripes i I, I didn't know i'll have to go actually check out uh check out youtube videos of these dungeons now (laughs) because i never ran them yeah (laughs) i I haven't done anything much in tokyo since it was released
4: well i have (laughs) And and, oh my god, I really was not an Aegis fan. I mean, you know, called a spoiler, but MFA
3: and MFB like revolve uh, like a lot around um, like John. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And what's happening in
3: in combination with what has been? I mean, you know, I'm not gonna spoil it now, but um, just what has been, you know, happening with um, you know the the dragons in Tokyo and so on. (laughs) Why (laughs) they have the power?
2: Even even mentioning John's name to some pe- to some players might be like, w- w- wait, what?
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: So yeah, like spoilers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like
3: I'm not trying to you know just like hand it to everyone. It's what I'm just saying like the, the it's um, as I said, depending of course, I guess as, you know as already been said, how they continue the story, it might not be necessary. But like it's it has been a good bridge in those dungeons. So it would be weird for me if they would you know destroy that. So to speak, because it's, it would be really, really strange.
2: Ooh, Jimmy the Rabbit says in Twitch in the Tilty already said on stream that MFA and B would most likely come after season two and be more like flashbacks or something they, like that.
3: They already found a solution. <laughs> 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 Done.
2: No, it, Jimmy just you know, no, I know. did this. So <laughs>
3: I mean, it would make Quick sense. Thinking, I Jimmy. mean, it, it it would it would work, of course. But they then like they seriously have to make a, like you know something that still engages you in th- in the start of season two and catches like gets you up to speed on the characters and everything,
4: yeah, so
3: let's hope and see
2: yep, that's all we can do, right, wait and see, and uh, hopefully they will start teasing with it sooner rather than later. So, of course, we'll be uh right there bringing you all the news about the teases before it actually comes out. And even then, when it comes out, we're gonna be right there in the in the thick of things. Uh so that was basically it for the financial report. Um, if you would like to um to see it, you should go to funcom.com and hit the investors. Tab, and that's where you will find the third quarter 2017 financial report and the presentation. Both are in PDF uh, formats that you can download and you can peruse them at your leisure. Now, The big, 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 big quality of life update. There was a whole bunch of stuff, but before we get to that, we've already talked about it last week, but this time around this week, we've actually been able to, you know, experience some of these. So, uh, we'll be touching, we'll be touching base, uh, about them and on them based on experiences. Um, There was a lot of it, but something, I have to say, something I haven't really found in patch notes, but I could have completely missed it. um, Something that OtterDown uh, tweeted that the dev sneaked in fall damage into this patch? No. I was like, what? Is this, what, what, what? what?" No.
3: Jimmy (laughs) has been anticipating that... One one day, one year, Jim, um, Tilty will activate fall damage on April first, and people will be crying <laughs> forever because suddenly people are dying left and right.
5: Can this happen? It needs to happen. Yeah,
3: I, I, I'm waiting for Tilty to do this. It's, it will be the funniest day of my life because I, even though I would expect it, I would still laugh my ass off because it's like, yeah, wow, this actually happened.
2: Well, crap, we wouldn't be able to do New Year's grade.
3: Anymore, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. i mean, just, it be just just, everyone just day, read, right? Splat, 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 splat. splat. <laughs> it would be one day. Oh, so funny, be funny if
2: the lurker just kind of goes like ha 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 and points one of its tendrils at us <laughs> lying there and be like ha 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 ha. That would be hilarious. It'd be a little bit more <laughs> work than you know they're willing to put in, but it would be hilarious. It, it would be absolutely glorious. So yeah, okay. So good news, no fall damage just yet, uh, but there is a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and uh, let's let's talk about well, let's talk about the anima allocation because um, from what I've seen in chat, uh, people have a lot of questions about it. So headshoty what what exactly is anima allocation how how does gameplay differ not really gameplay but how how do our builds work now how do our upgrades work now you know is it is it too confusing
3: no it's absolutely not confusing it's actually simplifies a ton um I mean, if you think about how people were already complaining that uh, solo play is, is, you know, overburdening them because they don't understand the the perfect split between HP, HR, and heal rating. I mean, they already fixed this in SWL by pretty much going ahead and giving you base stats, attack rating, and heal rating, so you pretty much cannot mess your build up. Um, But then, of course, there were people who immediately... Uh, went for tanks, and they were like, "Oh my God, the story mode takes forever because they they're in full tanking gear in in like uh, you know, capes fangs and need like 20 seconds to kill some werewolf." I've I've seen some uh
1: some streamers on on Twitch do that where where yeah they're tanks or they're healers and it's like yes. every single mob they healers. encounter takes like almost yes, 30 because, minutes, 30 yeah. seconds to uh, a minute yeah. to kill, and it's like yeah, that's, so it's crazy.
3: Yeah, it's so a healer, pretty much to... what happened is that sorry for interrupting. Um, but pretty much what happened is that um, they streamlined it even more, because so many people are coming to MMOs in general with a really, you know, straight role mindset. And the what they did here is actually honestly ingenious, because they, <laughs> they just went ahead and pretty much kicked everything to the curb and were like, okay, you know what, these talismans, these specific things, why the hell do we even have them? Um, and it it really is awesome, because you can just go ahead, you have your talismans, and you allocate a certain percentage of everything to a certain power set. So that's basically what the allocation system does. You, you go ahead and you put everything into attack power, and you have only attack power scaling. And that basically works the same way with all the other stats. The difference is that now our stats are going off of a percentage. So... um we're not bound to having a certain set of talismans to reach something, but we can actually have really, really—you know—basically, we're we're uh, we're allowed to have really tiny, you know, screws now everywhere because it's like, oh, okay, so 80% HP wasn't enough. Let's go with 90, you know. And if you think about in uh, in terms of, you know, for example, yeah, tanking, you you take a certain amount of damage and you're like, okay. Um, this one killed me, so now I just allocate a little bit more HP, instead of having to equip another health talisman, which might actually make you drop all your attack rating and now you have aggro issues. Beautiful. Beautiful. For example, you know that I think that gives you like a, a good impression on how it works. Um, what I actually said earlier when I came into the channel was the people who already play the game right now might be a little bit confused, because they're sitting there like, wait, what's the point of all these health, HP, and heal rating talismans? And... What Funcom did is they basically removed all heal rating talismans from the game, period. Um, And the same with the HP. The only HP slot that is still in the game is the neck piece, I believe, because they want you to have a little bit of HP for the first 20 levels of the game, which is why they implemented the allocation system on level 20. So, basically speaking, for a person who never played this game, they come into this game and see, oh, hey, here, I have talismans, I have... Uh, And then I reach level 20 and they're like, oh, now I can decide how much health I want to have, how much damage I want to do. And so from someone who never played this game, the system is probably really, really cool. And everyone else just has to get used to the fact that the only difference between talismans is now being found in the, the dungeon drops. Because the dungeon drops are now simply talismans with special effects. And you can't categorize them anymore in... You know, this was a tank drop. This is a healer drop. But you discern them by the effect. What role they are uh, connected to?
1: Okay. So, but our uh, pips, lots of text. The 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 pips are. Is that still a thing?
3: The mark yes, rating. Yes, pips are totally still a thing. Like the the, the scaling is still affected by how many. Uh, like if you have a faded or a luminous or radiant.
1: Okay, and uh, when it comes to fusion, when it comes to putting two items together, say I have a um, say I have an ashes. That's a, like a blue 25 ashes and a blue 25 pigment.
3: Will they mm-hmm. combine together? Yes. I mean, they already did before, by the way. It's just that, um, as I said, um, every, everything, like every health talisman you have besides the neck piece is pretty much a relic at this point. You know what I mean? Like, like, for example, I, I myself, I still have health pieces um, for my tanking build that are just normal talismans, but theoretically speaking, you cannot get these anymore, you know, because they don't drop anymore. Because all, all the slots are now just simply the DPS versions, you know? But that's what I mean, like, if, if you think about it from a perspective from a person who never played this game, this is just the only talisman they ever knew, right? Like, it's, what is it, the Effigy, for example, at the bottom slot, like, they never knew that there was a bone version that was giving you HP. So I think it it'll be a little bit adjustment for you know uh, most people until they understand and get over the fact that yeah there's only one talisman type besides the extraordinaries, but I think it, it's it doesn't it won't take that long. It is. It's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird at the start. I know. I was I was also slightly confused by it, but only uh, you know like until I saw what they actually did.
4: I, as a healer, I've benefit from it. Um, but I would say that you need to be very careful your glyphs and signets.
3: Oh yeah, that's a whole different topic, though. I, mean, that, I don't know if I want to if yeah. we want to go there yet. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> well, well, well. Let, Let's
2: talk. Well. About, let's talk about the yeah. talismans, though, yeah. and how how does the gameplay now? Because it's easy for someone who's just coming into the game; they're going to be used to this from the get go, right? Yes. So they will not have the confusion of what was before. But like you said, Heshadi, this has been simplified by a huge margin. Mm-hmm. But where the confusion comes in. Is people have gotten used to doing things a certain way and looking for certain talismans and yes. looking looking for certain things and looking to do certain things. Now they don't, for the most part, need to do any of that. All they need is to open up, hit N, open up your animal location, and move this slider wherever you want, yes. and then hit commit. And uh, for when it comes to, the more you move, if you experiment with it, and for a lot of us, it's just going to be sheer experimentation. Because for scenarios, for example, you can go in just as a pure DPS. Maybe you can, you know, maybe you can if you completely overpower everything and you shoot it before it kills you. Um, But you might actually go down like 50-50 between DPS and survivability, between damage and survivability. Yes. So that way you end up giving yourself more hit points, uh, more health, so to speak, right? Yeah. Before it was health. Mm-hmm. Now, it's hit points. But, you know, if you find that it takes you longer to kill something, but you're not really taking as much damage, just slide that slider upwards to more damage. So it's just, it really is made to fit your individual play style, to make, uh, to kind of go along with your play style, with your your build as well. Not all builds are exactly the same unless you copy someone's and the entire rotation, right? Uh, If that works for you, absolutely fine. But I mean, for a lot of us, it's just going to be sheer experimentation where that particular slider should go for scenarios, um, for solo play in certain zones. You know, So it's just going to be a question of just trying it out and seeing what works for you.
1: And I just want to point out as an aside that the uh, the UI for the anime allocation is so
3: slick. I know, right? Isn't it? So it cool. Um, high so, high I, like, I, know, I know we're
4: talking about talisman, but and seeing how easy it is and everything, I still think signets and glyphs play a huge part though. Oh yeah. I mean, they
3: absolutely I, do. Yeah. I personally didn't really want to go into it just because I was asked for a different part of the system. I mean, the glyphs and signets play a really, really crucial part in everything, but um, its I think it's correct, I, I think it's right that they didn't implement these in the system. See, this is
2: where the confusion comes in for a lot of players because they see all the talismans now having um having what you might call it, um power, uh IP, uh power rating. And it just tells you with current animal location, you gain this many hit points, attack rating, protection, you know. But at the same time, you have different glyphs. That are stuck in there. So, can you technically, as a pure DPS with DPS stats, go into a dungeon of a higher level, more you know, uh, level that's more demanding, and can you tank it with not having additional defense or evade glyphs?
3: Oh God! Yeah, no, this, not this as is well. this is this is digging up a big grave. <laughs> not even kidding you're you're pulling all the closets uh, all all the skeletons out of the closets right now Um, I know I like that (laughs) this is a topic that I have been lamenting about Uh, I mean you could I I can probably say that if I mention this one more time to Andy he might just put me on ignore and discord for a week (laughs) um And, and hey, probably Andy. the same with, with Mags and, and Musagana and whatnot, because um, th- th- ever since basically uh, we, we reached E5 dungeons, we noticed that there's a certain thing happening that makes every single defensive glyph completely useless at the moment. And that's the damage scaling from bosses. So, from my perspective, I'm going to tell you, yeah, theoretically speaking, an uh, uh, an E10 DPS can tank an E10 dungeon. Um but you can't DPS an E ten uh dungeon when you're an E ten tank. Just because of the, the glyph requirements. And so from my perspective and also how I'm very sure this is not intended, you know, because this has been already talked about tons and tons, is that in the in the big picture, DPS are not supposed to be able to tank E ten dungeons in their E ten DPS gear because they're supposed to have, you know, specific gear at that level. <laughs> well if you I figure that, you know, by, yeah, by the time you get to yeah, but like I'm just you know I'm just throwing out the big examples. This basically goes down as low as um as E5. Like for me personally, um, I'm seeing it um, like after a certain point, the damage exceeds a certain level that the healer can't heal anymore. So yeah, that's just a totally different topic. Like let's not go there. Um, Isn't there
4: a problem with aggro as well? Uh, no. <laughs> but I, I I well I would differ from well. <laughs>
3: I mean, haven't I mean, been,
4: just... haven't been, haven't been in a layer with a tank that the the DPS who think they're tanks are now taking the oh, aggro of the tank. I mean,
3: yeah, I mean that is actually yeah. I mean, there's one perspective of this whole system, obviously, that I personally just don't experience. I mean, this is obviously the fault because I'm in a cabal, uh, so I basically run things with the same people. Uh-huh, um, but but pugs... I noticed with people um, telling me, and I just noticed it from looking for group and what's going on in general and so on, um, that there seems to be a misconception at the moment with some people, what a tanking weapon is. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah
4: there's a pro- there's, there is this... a bit of an issue with pog raids now. Yes, there because... seems to be uh, this yeah.
3: conception that you can tank just because you have HP. Um, yes. Which, personally, I... You know, this was already a problem in TSW. It's just that um, you have to take into consideration that not everyone reads through all abilities. So they they don't think that there's like more aggro generation or something like that. They just assume it's linked. Some games do that. So depending on where you're coming from, this is normal. Um, but yeah, obviously SWL has the whole aggro generation thing going on so yeah you need a tanking weapon for that so
2: you need not just the tanking weapon you need uh, hey, the hay the yeah yeah sorry you cannot yeah, do it without not uh, yeah.
3: the weapon just yeah so, so well, yeah, well, they take, that's uh, an issue that definitely creeped up now over the past few days and i i don't think it's actually a fault by the system because the system is not supposed to um enable everyone to do everything, right? It's supposed to enable you to do certain things in a certain range of, of you know what you are capable of in your current gear. I mean, if we really think about it, um, I'm pretty sure everyone heard this about it. the millionth time, is that tanks and healers have been complaining about the fact that running higher level um, scenarios is basically becoming an impossibility if you don't go for DPS gear. Um, well, that's, what that's level what was,
4: level are we talking about?
3: Anything above E5 really.
4: Yeah, and that's what I thought the whole system was introduced for, not
3: yes, exactly. for, for people
4: tanking dungeons or yeah. you know, I, I still believe that there is I mean, for example, for me as a healer, this has been great for me. I've got my gold heal gear, I've got my critical glyphs. So when I'm going in as DPS, I actually now feel like I'm doing damage. However, in some of the layers, I'm gonna have to slot a couple of my DPS um, gear, maybe my head and my neck, to get the glance rating, because I'm not going to necessarily take out the crit from the gear that I have at the moment, because I don't want to, to compromise that if I want to do higher end dungeons. Yes. But so, so you still have to think of that as well, so it's not necessarily yeah. you have to have one set of gear, one set of gear will do all. No, and that's you not
3: what they're planning either, uh, sorry, no. that's not what is intended with the system either, actually.
2: So yeah. when gearing up, what's the best way then to gear up? Uh, are we right looking now? for... Yes.
3: DPS. All the way.
2: All the way, so we're Even if basically... you want to tank?
3: Yes. <laughs> for now, this is why I mean. Like, this is this, we should not open this door, please. I can go on for this uh, for hours. Seriously, you can ask Jimmy. He will. He will tell me to shut up. This is this is a this is a horrible well, topic for me. Well, I mean, okay. until they balance it. Yeah, but that is the problem, right? I mean, I can go on and on about why what's broken right now, and I can already tell you um, there will be some hell of a shitstorm when all of a sudden they fix this, and there will be DPS saying, "Oh my god, I can't tank these dungeons anymore," even though I could for the past. X amount of months.
2: Yeah, that's that's the problem. Because people get used to something and yeah. then they get used to doing it a certain way and then you take that way away from them. Yeah. And then it has the ability uh, to piss but people yeah, so... off and they rage quit and whatnot. So yeah, but, it has to be addressed soon. Yes, But,
1: but, uh, uh, just, but the way just... I see it is that we have, uh, with the anime allocation and now all gear basically being the same across, that what, do, what is there to differentiate the tanks from the DPS from the healers? And the only really way to do that is A, through your build, B, yes. what weapons you're using, and C, your glyphs and, and uh, uh,
3: glyphs And, and, yes. and with and
1: that, I mean, yeah, you can then be a tank, be a healer, be a DPS.
3: Yeah, and your extraordinary talismans. don't forget those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: if, if, make, if a talisman does healing making, or does a healing proc or something like that then you yes. it's not a DPS talisman.
3: Yeah exactly and that's exactly what I mean with how that is des- like how the system is designed right like um this is what I meant earlier with with you know how the the system currently works it's it's not supposed to enable you to just swap builds like you know like swap your anime location around and you're perfectly set for a certain role right. um it works to a certain degree but you're still expected to invest in a certain like in a certain way right like, right. like so just, you mean you just, still have uh, then uh, Different gear
1: sets. You'll still have a DPS gear set, you'll still have a tank gear yeah. set, let's you might still have a healing a... gear set. But yes. you won't actually hit those gear sets until you really start to get into dungeon running and and the real split between yeah. uh the trilogy. Yeah, I mean let's
3: let's take an Trinity, easy I'm sorry, not trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, take Trinity. an easy. If you if you want an easy example, I think the, the fastest way to to explain what this system actually allows you is that um, everyone was always kind of annoyed how slow progression is if you want to do multiple roles, but for example, if you're now starting out with a DPS set, um, your glyphs to a healer are pretty identical besides the fact that you're running a hit glyph. So yep. if you want to be an efficient healer, all you have to do is level a second, or you know two, two other weapons depending on what you're playing and how, what exact heal builds you want to play, and then make one other piece of gear that does not have a hit glyph in it. So from that regard, it's way easier now to actually swap roles than before. Tanks... Um, are slightly... you know, less affected by this whole system. Because if you, you know, want a gear for an, for a tank with defensive stats and so on, you have a way bigger investment. Um, because your, your, your stats are just totally useless um, when you're DPSing, because they will never proc, right? Like You will never glance a hit, you will never evade a hit, because you're, you're hitting somebody and you're not the one being hit. So that is the the one I mean I guess you could say flaw but as I said it depends from how you look at the whole system like how it is being put in place and that's what I think is the the current misconception is that um, it wasn't supposed to enable everyone to do every role it was just supposed to enable people to do scenarios it was supposed to enable um, tank and and heal main players to actually do solo content on the same level as a DPS just because of IP you know. So
2: when it comes to uh, glyph and like signets, uh still play a huge part, just like yes. glyphs. Yes. Uh, but when it comes to uh, glyph allocation for a particular role, when it comes to group content uh, on elite and higher levels, um, what, is, what kind of glyphing should people invest in as a DPS, as a tank, as a healer? Because we're talking about crit, crit is being used by DPS and healers.
3: Yes, alike. and that's why I said like the easiest example really is the different uh, is the overlapping like glyphs between a healer and a uh, and a DPS.
2: So, so what is the difference in glyphing though? What's what's the ratio? Um, like how do we want to glyph it? Is there any difference to how it was before?
3: No, no. Like they they didn't touch the glyph stats at all. Um okay. basically the the only thing that, that changed is how you know like like how many gear pieces you you theoretically have to create now. Which yep, helps so, in uh, yeah. in the inventory game. Yes, the inventory yeah. game is uh, less less annoying now, if you really think about it.
4: I really think healers have have really been well, I can only speak for myself. Healers
3: benefit the absolute most from this. Match.
4: Absolute most, yeah, because we're all sitting with critical glyphs, crit- and crit damage glyphs. So for me it, it, it's it's amazing the amount of damage I'm now able to do with my heal build just by s- pushing that slider up. But equally so I'm keeping a couple of my because I was leveling two sets of gear DPS and and the healing gear I'm keeping two two of my DPS so that I can get that glance rating but not compromise the healing glyphs. Yeah. If that makes sense. Exactly. Because you need to, at least twenty percent glance rating in some of the layers, and like I said, I know there's a there, can, there might be a bit of a problem, or there was a bit of a problem with pugs, um, where where after the anima allocation came in, that, that a lot of um, DPS thought that there were tanks, and, yeah, yeah, and and unfortunately the tank that was tanking was a tank, um, and was taken uh, was losing aggro in a lot of uh, the bosses, so it created some tension let's just see
3: yeah i mean i but yeah i mean as i said earlier i don't i don't think this is a you know this is a fault of the system it's just a fault of people not fully understanding right yes. now you know after the first few week uh, like days and week um how the system actually works so I I mean, this will get sorted out really quickly, and basically once someone notices, like, oh, hey, this is a guy, and he has no tanking weapons, but he's signed up as a tank, you know, they're gonna tell him immediately. It's just that right now, people are still totally getting comfy with the system, and they don't, they don't wanna, um, they don't want to, uh, what do you call it, um... You know, they, want, they don't want to hit someone up if they're not 100% sure that what they're saying is true. Right. You no, know, so apparently that's means, learning curve. No, exactly, I exactly. So. But
4: I, I did a story mode earlier today with, with a, a pickup group, and um, there was a DPS who signed up as a tank um, and and couldn't take... It's for an one just for an one Couldn't take the aggro swap. So th- this is... Th- I did say at the time it'll probably all calm down. Once everybody yes. starts to understand it. So I'm not going to be too, um, you know, not overcritical, but go into that too much. But yeah, I think people need to realize that they're not necessarily going to be able to play the roles. Because the signets and the glyphs really, to me, dictate what you do later on in the game now. so But as a healer, I love it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can I can really just, like, I, it's, you notice it on Reddit a bit, is because, the, you know, the, the tanks that actually do the higher level dungeons already and then the lower level ones, they're, they're basically kind of flipping their shit right now and being like, hey, you know, like, the healers got super buffed by this and we're still kind of looking, you know, like, into an empty <laughs> glass here, like, what the fuck is I'm going sorry. on? I'm sorry, I think uh, it's
2: really, really ironic and sarcastic <laughs> that from tanks being buffed to the smithereens and almost not needing the healers now it's the tanks who are crying no, because yeah. the
3: healers I, as, I, as i said i don't think they're crying it's just that they they feel left out right because as yeah, i said I know. it's a little
2: bit too harsh what oh yeah the way i know I I what said you mean it, though i mean yeah
3: don't get me wrong i mean you know i'm i I find the fact that I can you know run my super like like my e a plus dungeons without a healer, and you know it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking kind of like yeah this is this is really really silly <laughs> i mean <laughs> I th- it's it's really really funny if you think about it and I mean with the new anim- anime allocation system things e- actually get way easier i mean um If you think about it now, you can run with a healer, therefore still have super high group DPS if you have a boss that doesn't need healing. So it's really, really funny. It basically made the whole situation worse, so to speak. And because now the healers can also do really good damage in dungeons while the tanks are still sitting there on their scenarios and being like, well, shit, I still don't have crit rating. This is going to suck.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm healing and doing damage like nobody's business. Yeah,
1: it doesn't doesn't critting have the uh, the bonus effect of every time you crit you get an extra energy. Yes, in your and weapon. So I mean tank... that that just by itself alone gives yeah. you know you might as well just create almost a, you know add a crit glyph to pretty much almost anything.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally run two hit glyph- uh, two crit glyphs in my tanking build, but that has aggro reasons at this point. That's oh, have that's, different... that's a it. whole different topic. <laughs> I I predict aggro issues when there's suddenly DPS and max gear and the tanks can't keep up. But different topic. Yeah. The, 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 the funny thing really is that um <laughs> the it's I, you know, I'm curious what, what's gonna happen about this because I think the the situation is gonna clear up uh, like way more um once they actually fix the dungeons and tanks actually feel like yeah, you know, all this glyphing all these signets they're actually worth my time, you know, like, they, it's useful for me to go for this instead of just going full, you know, DPS setup and then maybe regretting that, like, two months down the line because I, I think the majority of people understands that, yeah, this is a kind of temporary situation where the the whole tanking, healing, and DPS trifecta is slightly out of whack and, and you know, they understand that Farncom just has no time to fix it. At least not in, I mean, not in the way how they, how they made this enemy allocation system now, right? I mean, if you think about it, at the start, everyone was like, you know, why just doesn't um, Funcom give like an EFB buff to people who sign up as tanks or healers in scenarios? And their constant answer was, well, because we want to make it right. And, right. you know, I mean, I've been playing TSW for a while, so I was very skeptical. Gotta be honest here. I, I saw the patch massacres they did on Test Life every now and then, so I was not always <laughs> certain what's gonna happen. And I was really, really, like, I was positively surprised when I saw this patch first and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I mean, not for me, like, I'm way past the curve, if you think about it. I mean, the, basically everyone who started playing the game on, like, launch and, you know, invested tons of time into the gear, this patch isn't for them. Because you know you're past that point. If you're yeah, if you've been yeah. a, if you've been a tank and you're doing like anything past E5, you already decided you're going to make a DPS set because you want to do scenarios, you know. So, right. Yeah. It, but it, it
2: but kinda, we have, to be, I think we have is... to be. We have to be. mindful that there's yes. not that many exactly. <laughs> players who I'm, are doing uh, exactly. E5s and a Which is yeah. which
3: is why I'm. I mean, like from my personal perspective, uh, it's just how um, you know, how I'm keeping track of the general and the looking for group and, you know, just the uh, the amount of people who talk to me because of an application for the cabal, for example, uh, went up over the last month. So, which basically tells me that from an average perspective of the game population, people are, you know, getting there to like E5 levels. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's probably a perfect time to hit this patch.
5: Nice it's, it's good timing you you're pretty like correct on that because, as a filthy casual myself, I am like twenty points away from e five
3: yes, yeah, it's i mean, as i said it's 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 just a good like guess that i I keep getting because I mean. I, uh, it's the amount of you know, people you see advertising for it and so on, it, it, went, it just went up in numbers. And honestly this patch is probably going to help with you know, tank and healer population a lot as well, just for the queues. Because for the lower level queues it basically doesn't matter, Yeah, that's basically what NMR allocation is perfect for. It's the, pretty much the old elite levels, you can do them in basically whatever if you don't stand and stupid, and you're fine, and that's perfect. And once you're on E5, I think that's the level where Funcom is like, yeah, now you have to decide what you want to do. And that is a good idea. Like, that is a good decision.
1: What IP is... Uh, is what item power is E5? 450?
2: Uh, it starts at 450. Yeah, 450 And uh, it goes to 550. I'm oh, at God. I'm not
0: even
2: close. Okay. <laughs> I'm at 540 right now. And I've only, like... Probably put my toes in E fives maybe four times. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even completed one because it's usually first two three bosses and then uh, someone who's far more experienced. It just they just go, or they just look at act and go, yeah, you know what? Uh, we don't have the DPS, <laughs> and we just retreat right, so it, it's been trying, but um it's fun, it's fun because there's definitely some like a lot of people said that in comparison to t s w like e fives are the nightmare versions of uh dungeons in t s w yes, but they still have differences right uh like, I forgot the name of the, in Hell Eternal, the guy that you always had to have a rabbit uh, smack, you know, go up in front of the boss and then smack the boss so that the boss can come back. I forgot what it's called. But anyway, so now you don't have to, you don't need that rabbit, right? But be careful of that green stuff it spews because it killed me. I didn't expect it. And I I did ask, Uh, Just let me know what's different. What should I look out for? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, carrying a hammer... Uh, And Shotgun, uh, trying to do DPS with that, I got to be right there next to the boss almost. So, uh, yeah, it was like, ah, shoot. So, you know, if someone tells you that they're doing E5 for the first time, do mention things like that that are different. Because if someone has played in TSW and is experienced on the Nightmare level there, they will appreciate that kind of notice.
3: Gotta ask, though. Been my rule. If nobody mentions that they're new to a dungeon, I don't bother.
2: Yeah, that is true. That is true because then, <laughs> then you're pre- presuming that they know it already. Exactly. They've done it. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely right. Yeah. So. So yeah, if you're new, speak up.
3: <laughs> yeah, you just gotta say you you've never done this, and most people will be really helpful.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Even even on the elites, uh, sometimes you know you get pop for elite one, and people just go, "Okay, what's different from story mode? Uh, this is my first. So you know, just be be gentle, <laughs> be gentle to those souls that are leveling up.
5: <laughs> please, please be careful. Yes. Carry me. Thank you.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, what is the because? On, we do know that like almost every single dungeon has like a DPS race. Um, so what would you say the cutoff is for e5 dungeons when it comes to how much damage they need to put out?
3: Um, it's, there's a really good rule of thumb that I think is, is around is whatever your item power is, you take it times 10. So like That's about the damage you should dish out. So if you're doing E5s you should be around four or f- four four to four point five K like around that number.
5: Or or more, right? Or more. There's always for okay. like
3: more. Like I mean that, I'm just saying that if you're, you know, just playing like a basic rotation, doing ten times your IP and DPS is very possible. Like, you know, it's it's not that hard either. I mean if you're really going for it, like for example, I think with um For example, like a hammer shotgun build in uh, E5 can probably go up to 8k if you're really pushing it, just for an example. But yeah, if you just take your IP, multiply it by 10, that's a good number to go for. If you're slightly below it that's also okay because I mean I'm just you know throwing out averages it also it all depends on your glyphs as well I mean if all you do, like if all you've ever done was upgrade your gear your glyphs are not going to be as good therefore you're not going to crit or you're going to get glances and so on it's just an average uh, sorry it's just an idea you know that's mm-hmm. supposed to give you So what's clue. the glance
2: reduction then for a DPS
3: Oh god or... I have <laughs> no clue <laughs> the, it's basically, the glance reduction, it's, it's just kinda, uh, it's just there, and once you pass it, you don't really notice it anymore. Okay. I mean, I can tell you that it's pretty brutal on, uh, like, the higher you go. So I guess on E5 it might be enough to have a mythic level 1, but maybe a little bit higher? No idea. I mean, I can tell you that on E8, a mythic max level 20 is, uh, you still get glances. So, the, the, the glance reduction uh, has really, really high scaling. Right. But it's it's not brutal for the like the lower levels. That's it's totally um, fine there.
5: Okay, so with the animate allocation, I have, I have a question. So, like, yeah. for people who want to, like, maybe leech, is that still, like, viable? Like, wh- what would we do there? Would we do, like, 50% heal, 50% damage, or, like, 70% damage, or so on?
3: You go full heal rating, because leeching does not exist anymore.
5: Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, you mentioned it the last time. Leeching yeah. is dead. Leeching
3: <laughs> is pretty dead. Um I mean, I'm saying pretty dead because we noticed now on the high I mean, like when I'm thinking about what, uh, like our our like one of my healers who actually uses an assault rifle, um now he does like 2k heals, I think with the damage part of it. Which is not too shabby, but in the big picture it doesn't really matter because the damage is too big. So, you know, we'll have to see how useful that actual outgoing damage yeah. heal will be once, you know, dungeons are not completely insane anymore.
4: Jen, right? I, I use a hybrid build in New York Raid with Fist mm-hmm. and Blood. Um, so I'm healing the tank, but I'm also doing damage. No, not Fist and Blood, sorry. Fist Elemental. So um, I'm healing the tank through my fist... And I'm doing damage to my elemental.
5: Oh, that's a good combination. Why not? I was I was thinking or cause like I know back in TSW I really love the assault rifle like uh, blood combination, but yeah, that's yeah. probably gone. But
3: <laughs> they they nerfed it to the ground because we broke dungeons too much.
5: Yeah,
3: I mean, I can tell you that right now. Like they, like they were just, af- they were just scared when they saw that. Oh wait, why the hell is a current made up DPS build an assault rifle hammer leech build? What the hell happened?
4: <laughs> but this, this, this anima um, allocation has probably made it now easier to do a hybrid build of, of yes. weapons. Um, any weapons, it doesn't need to be AR that you leech with. I'm um, like I said, I'm healing with my fist, damage with my elemental, and I'm going 50-50
3: yeah, but I mean, I was really mostly going for the leeching part. Like leeching itself doesn't exist as leeching anymore, right? Like no. you can like that's what like what you're doing, for example. Like you're healing, but you're still dealing damage. Like you're not, you know, like you're just a hybrid role basically that does both at the same time. Yeah, You're doing um, which, leech which works totally fine. Leeching as itself is basically something, like in TSW universe at least, that is something that happened um, due to doing damage and therefore creating heals, you know, which w- just w- doesn't exist anymore.
4: No, no, what I'm saying is Leeching's dead. Hybrids, it's a hybrid build now. In, in Secret mm. World, it's a hybrid build. Well, I, I, it's kind of doing okay for me, so. Um, yeah. So what you're predicting is that
2: there is going to be hybrid builds like that, that are going to be like equal to what leeching Li was, like being yeah. a healer and a DPS
4: 50-50. Yeah,
3: yeah I'm doing and with enough gear, definitely. I mean, I can tell you right now that, that this totally works to a, up to a certain point.
4: Well, yeah. It, 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 let's just say. I mean, I wouldn't do yeah, it in yeah. higher. I wouldn't do it in higher dungeons, like you know, anything E five and above. I wouldn't do that. Um, but anything from like maybe E three downwards, um, I have gone in, and I've been um, healing with a fist, and 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 damaging, doing damage with my elemental. Um, yeah. So. Right. And let's not forget that leeching
2: in in TSW, you needed to be of a certain gear level before that leeching was viable. Uh, you could not just start leeching and they usually said it's like a 10.1, 10.2. 10.2 was like the nice cutoff where you can start leeching more comfortably, where uh, healing will not be as spiky. But, I mean, you can, you know, a lot of the times you would see uh, people leeching with better gear than that. And they couldn't leech through the Dreaming Shroud, in Ankh. (laughs) So, it really, really depended on so many different things. And so, it will adhere on the rotation, on... There's... There's going to be, like, theory crafters galore. Uh, it's only been, like you pointed out, it's only been, uh, Headshotty, like you pointed out, it's only been few days since this system came out. Uh, so... We're just now noticing certain things, right? And there's going to be a lot more things that are going to be theorized and tried as people are uh, geared up more for a higher level dungeon where more people experience it, share their um, thoughts and experiences. So this is definitely something that is brand new in the game. We don't know exactly... How it works 100%, and there's going to be some tries, some failures, you know, some triumphs. Uh, and uh, people will learn, people will adapt to it, and expect uh, it
3: to be balanced too. Yes, can, I mean, yes, and no. I mean, the, the current, I mean, what they did with SRBL in comparison to DSW is that, for example, just to stick with the dungeons, um, the, the role distribution is way more rigid than in TSW. Mm-hmm. You know like like the tank is supposed to tank like a DPS cannot ev- you know in TSW it was possible for for a DPS to take like one or two hits. they could survive that if they had like an HP minor equipped in SWL the damage scale's so high you die it's it's done. Yeah. So, like, for example, I, I don't predict any kind of tank hybrids until, you know, the tanks have max 70s and they can actually throw in something while still, you know, having enough HP to not get one shot. Because the, the big difference is that the way damage is being calculated is also working off of your protection stats, right? Which is basically just a percentage decrease. So yep. due, due to this is... Um, just because you lose HP, you you don't only lose HP like in TSW, but you also lose per, like percentage uh, damage reduction. Which in you know like let's say you have 28,000 health. Well, if you say okay, I'm just gonna drop down to 20, you're not only gonna you know just still be taking 10k damage, but you might just actually take 12 or 13k damage now because your protection stats get lowered. <laughs> so it's way harder to really go out of like like out on a limb and being like oh yeah you know let's go super hybrid on this, but um this is my hope personally um because they introduced a system now which allows you way more granular increases in your gear and your stats right like as i said like you can basically set this up percent by percent like you can go 99 percent damage and one percent health why yeah it doesn't make any sense but hey you can <laughs> so exactly from that perspective um i hope i just i just hope that they use this in the future you know that, um, you know, maybe they, they overhaul things in the future that actually may, makes use of the system in a way that, you know, maybe even asks you to allocate your anima in a certain way, or um, you know, where's like a certain smooth, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, like a smooth spot? Something like that. Like a, where's spot, like a boss yeah. that like would demand everyone spot, yeah,
1: like just spot. suddenly switch to a healing
3: build? Yeah, for, I mean, like, if you think about how, um, how Facility worked in TSW, it completely broke the Trinity. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, the facility was not supposed to be tanked or healed. So, you know, everything was avoidable. Um, there, there, were damage, like, there were like these towers that um, gave you, like, tons and tons of HP. So, you know, something like that. And, you know, maybe not as weird, but just if they use the allocation system and be like, okay, you know, um, a boss does a certain amount of damage and so on and so on, just for solo con- uh, content, for example. It could be really funny. You know, like, if you need a certain amount of fear rating to not die and so on. It's, But it requires a lot of input from them, so they have the system at their hand, what they do with it is up to them. Because the players can only do so much, right? Like, we're working around in a system. Which is why I'm saying, like, right now in the dungeons, it doesn't work, right? Like, the tanks just take too much damage, uh, you can't reduce your health because it reduces your protection as well, and so on. It's a big picture problem, basically.
2: Right, but you guys are pro- still providing your feedback on test oh, live? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah, for everything. Yep.
3: But So, yeah, we we can Go ahead. Uh it's, you know, as I said, it's in the end they they have the system now and it's Honestly awesome. Like as I said, the, the big benefit of this is in comparison to how they designed fights in TSW where they were thinking like, oh you know, our players need a certain amount of health talisman and a certain amount of attack rating talismans. They can now go way more granular on this instead of uh, you know, if you if you think that every talisman gave you a ten percent stat difference or twenty, now you can just say, Okay, you know, let's make this five percent here or you know, four percent, it doesn't matter you're uh, way less restricted in how you balance content now with the system. You just have to do it.
2: Right, right. And yeah, uh, if you are wondering, like, uh, you know, if you came along into into TSW for the first time now, you're a casual player and you go into a scenario and, you know, you... Uh, Equip your build for scenarios. Um, You maybe pop uh, a pure Anima or another potion. And then you realize, well, my health is still low. What's going on? That's when you need to go to the Anima allocation tab. And you actually need to, because you will be full DPS. And you can check that uh, in the build manager when you when you actually click on a particular build before you load it. Um, in the build preview, it will tell you what the animal location currently stands at. And uh, damage, I think, is by default at 100%, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Uh, and then you have
2: to change it.
3: Well, I think the first time you logged on, and I think the fir- well, how they set it in the patch notes at least, is when you unlock the animal allocation system, you're set at 90.10. Like 90% damage and 10% health. Okay. But uh, <laughs> maybe just to, give, just to give another idea of what I'm talking about is I'm, I'm sure that all of the TSW veterans remember the situation when they were trying to make a scenario build and they go into one scenario, notice okay, my survivability is too low, my HP is too low, then they equip a certain HP talisman and now they're like, well, now stuff takes forever to kill. And this system basically gives you perfect free like free roaming abilities to, f- to find the perfect sweet spot to prevent that. Instead of having to mess around with a major talisman here and a minor here and then you flip everything upside down because you're so annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. I like it. I'm a really big fan of this, to be honest, just like from a system perspective.
2: Nice, yeah. It does give you, uh, give you the ability to tweak your build based on what you want with far less gear uh that you need uh, or that you needed before so i'm pretty sure that those people who have been struggling for spaces are going to be quite happy unless you're like like you had headshot i said unless you're doing the higher end Um, higher-level dungeons where you do need to have, um, you know, talismans with certain procs, uh, even as a tank. (laughs) Well, I mean... Would you not agree? Would you not say that you do still need those?
3: um, Need is a really strong word. Um... I'm really happy. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone agrees on this, like, without even thinking about it, is that all the Extraordinary Talismans were totally lame before this patch. They were not interesting. They... I mean, there's still some issues, but, like, they they were not interesting. They they didn't do a lot. You didn't feel any kind of impact. And, like, this changed a lot now. Like, uh, a ton of these Talismans got buffed and... You notice the damage to a certain degree. I mean, I still say that the scaling is still totally screwed on the higher levels. But um, the bigger problem, I think, with the talismans, like with the talisman effects, is that um, if you look at how they trigger, like how the, the proc is, that's the problem um, that has to be fixed. But, like, there's these triggers, for example, whenever you impair or purge an enemy's ability. This is basically going to happen once a month for you. You know, if you're running dungeons, for example. If you're not a tank, this is not going to happen regularly. It's the same thing with the um, uh, killing, killing uh, like an enemy and then you get a certain buff or so. The, the, all of these talismans have the issue that Funcom has, in my opinion at least, uh, the, is totally afraid of giving their players power uh, for a certain amount of time. Like All of these procs don't run like long enough. Like, if I think about it, that I have to kill an enemy to gain 800 protection or something for four seconds, you you know what I mean? That's nothing. The, for four seconds, like, that's not going to do anything for me.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking. I have a Radiant Whalebone. Uh,
3: yeah, perfect, perfect example. Congratulations, yeah. <laughs> you found the worst of them all. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, that is yeah. the worst one, on, I'm telling so you.
2: So, on level 12 epic... Uh, Whenever a member of your group defeats an enemy, your protection is increased by 2,045 for 5 seconds. Yeah,
3: see? So you think like, Ooh. oh my god, 2,000 protection and then you look like, what, for 5 seconds? For that's 5 two, seconds. That's two hits from your drug, the hell I'm gonna do with that, you know, for yeah. example
2: not even
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not even the, yeah. yeah it's it's i mean like don't get me wrong they are talismans like for example um a slot they did really well is the luck is the luck slot the luck slot is really good you have the cold silver dice which gives you a, a, a high chance to get energy on crit you have the laundry tokens which gives you a 50% chance to gain energy when you evade or glance which is awesome like it's really good um it's just, you know, why not more talismans like that? You know, like, why why do I have to impair or purge an enemy to do 700 damage? Which, by the way, if you're thinking about that an enemy has, like, 4 million damage, this is not going to do anything. Because this procs never. So right. that's the super big complaint that I've been having about these talismans for a long time.
2: So does that mean, do you think that they'll be buffing up uh, certain talismans in the near Uh, future? I don't,
3: I personally still don't say that they have to buff up certain talismans. They have to completely remove some of these trigger effects. Right. They're too situational. And, like, for example, they already um, went into the correct direction by saying, oh, you know, we buff these talismans now that require you to kill an enemy, but, oh, wait, we're making it so you can only get one stack per second. Can you tell me in what situation you're sitting there like, okay, now I'm going to kill five ads, one each second. (laughs) When is this going to happen, you know? It's...
2: <laughs> yeah so, not likely
3: <laughs> you might notice I'm slightly angry about about this but it's ah oh, it's, I don't understand it from like a design perspective
2: right so as we said I mean lots of lots of questions about animal allocation and how it works and how, especially how it works with the gear. That people have right now. Um, and, uh, it will take some time before we, or people actually fully understand the impact of, uh, stats and, uh, various procs and signets. Uh, signets pretty much work, uh, like you said, uh, the same way as glyphs. Um, when it comes to animal allocation. So if you have a question, you know, post it in chat, in general chat, in Agartha. There's lots of players uh, who will, they might even debate, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Some might be uh, experiencing one thing, others might be experiencing something else. And in the process, they'll, you know, both sides are going to learn something new. Always. So, yep. So.
3: uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Also, I I did... Some people of you already got uh, some of these new cool belts. Because they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually <laughs> belts, good. Belts, 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 belts. I mean, belts. I, uh. I was slightly sad like, you know, when I when I first saw some of them, um, I was like, oh, you know, it's just more damage. But then you look at, for example, what the Chaos one does, it gives you more paradoxes when you don't have any. The Hammer one gives you, like, you know, rage whenever you use rage. It, it makes things slightly different, you know, and that actually feels like it has an impact on your combat, while the pistol one, for example, is just once again, oh, yay, I do more damage, instead of actually taking an effect on the mechanic, which would have been cool, because they did it with some of them and... I'm just confused that they didn't with all. But it's a really, really good step in the right direction. And they're all best in slot, by the way. I can tell you that already. All the old uh, bel- uh, belts are all crap in comparison.
0: Ooh-hoo-hoo.
3: What gear
1: level go. are these uh, belts starting at? Huh? What gear level are these belts starting Are they all green? They're green. green they level they, um, one. they yep.
3: Basically, um, you know that you get cash drops, right? And you now have a chance. Instead of getting a cash, you get a, uh, a belt instead. Yep. These
2: are the new. That's new with this patch. Uh, we talked about it briefly last time. Um, they are completely brand new, and uh, yeah, they're, they seem to have. Some of them seem to have. Um, are they all tied to different weapons?
3: Uh, yes. Or
2: they are. Okay. Yep.
3: There's one uh, for each weapon, and then there's one general weapon. Uh, uh, sorry, one general uh, belt. Yeah, that's what like I the thought. Like yeah. pretty much.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, another thing, so those ones you basically get on a green level one and you have to level them up all the way. The good news is that you can upgrade them faster now because you can upgrade them with uh, items of a much higher level and you actually get 40%... Uh, from that higher level item invested into upgrading uh, the item that you are currently wanting to upgrade nice. right Nice. so you get 40 percent of it you basically get 100 uh, <laughs> percent but the way that they came up <laughs> we we discussed that last time um, There's a whole bunch of math yeah, the reason they say 40% is because of that two, uh, 250% bonus that you get for uh, upgrading with the same uh, type of item.
1: I'm honestly surprised that this wasn't in from the start.
3: Oh, God. I know. I remember, yeah. the, beta, I remember the beta feedback on this. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I mean, you you sounded so disappointed about the fact that you have to upgrade this again. I mean, think about it. At least you get a talisman now that is really specific to your weapon type. Isn't that kind of nice?
2: I'm not disappointed at all, because now I can take away, like, the crappy talismans, which do right? absolutely nothing, that are on, like, epic level. Just be careful so that you don't actually spend... Because on, like, upgrading uh, level 1 uh, green... To level twenty green requires four thousand XP. So just be mindful of you know not to spend something that you can probably like you know use on a higher level on a blue level where you can get more out of it. So just be mindful of that so you don't waste the XP.
4: Could I could I just say something about the belt? So it doesn't tie you to a specific weapon then.
3: Well, I mean yes, but I mean if I mean. Uh, it does, but I can imagine it does, it's a way to it, customize your build. Exactly. I mean, like, if but, you think about, um, I mean, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, if you compare it to the other belts that we had in the game, what is there? You have the Jaguar cord, which gives you an increased movement speed. Yeah, then that's you have <laughs> It's just horrible. Um, then you have the other one, which, which has a chance to hinder enemies. And I'm not, lo- I'm not saying
4: no. I'm not threat. saying that they're not bad. I'm. I'm just saying. You mean they'll... from the lock in to your role? Yeah, your because weapon? isn't the whole point of this is being able to 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 connect? Yeah, but okay. Mm. Uh, let me
3: let me say it this way. I mean, um, if you think about it, that um, this is yeah. Like as you said, you're basically you know specializing yourself in in your weapon. You know, and when you when you look at it that. It's not like just because you don't have the right belt, you're suddenly losing all your potential with a different weapon. You're basically just losing an interaction with one weapon, you know. The belt still gives you perfect stats, you know. It's still totally usable. It's just uh, very very specific now when it comes to what weapon you're using. But I don't think you're losing out that much. I mean, I guess if you really think about it in the long run, it probably makes sense to just upgrade one of each. I mean, you know, like a year down the line. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but again, that, that's a like that's an endgame cool. thing. Yeah, and that's I think that's cool, you know, because why not?
2: Now we do have to bear in mind that they did say that it's one belt per weapon for now.
3: Exactly uh, for
2: now. So you know, later on, and with the addition of a new, brand new zone coming out uh, early next year. Well, let's say next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. D- d- Undoubtedly, there will be new loot there as well, at least we're hoping. And also to those people who have not um, played on um, Group Elite 5 difficulty yet, you do get different kind of loot there as well. Right. Uh, So... You know, there's plenty to choose from. So <laughs> don't be scared now of being like, oh, crap. So I'm going to get something again that's uh, that I'm going to have to level to like mythic or legendary. How the hell am I going to do that? It's going to be much, much easier. Instead of leveling God knows how many pieces, you're going to be probably leveling it one by one as you get it. And because you're getting higher and you're playing higher-end dungeons uh, or, you know, any kind of content in the game, uh, you're going to be getting distillates that are far more than what you were initially getting leveling up your gear. So it's going to be that much faster. So it's not the end of the world if you have to level something all the way up.
3: Oh, there is one question, by the way, just because you actually just... um... Uh, mention it like from my perspective because obviously my perspective is totally biased from a person who does endgame content basically 24-7 when he's online and running raids and stuff So from your perspective, how is the new loot distribution system in layers and scenarios? Like how much of an impact do you think it makes for you personally? Does it? It, it-, it
2: does help quite a bit yeah. because if I, for example, uh, don't if I'm queued up for a dungeon where I need those talismans, uh, talisman and weapon distillates, I, I uh, sometimes you just can't get the queue to pop, right? Not yeah. for the difficulty that you've currently, you know, uh, signed up for. But going into a scenario, you get three glyph distillates just on E five. You get three. Uh, purple ones, which is basically minimum of 2,000 XP per distillate. It can go up to 2,500 I think if you get the rare chest or maybe even slightly more. Uh, So you get glyph distillates, you get a glyph bag, you get a talisman or weapon distillate of the same kind, you know, and you get anima shards. So You may not, so for like, what, 10, 12 minutes that you take out in order to do a scenario, you get more out of it reward-wise than you used to before. So a lot of people, like you mentioned before, they level up their gear and then they slowly level up the glyphs, right? And glyphs still play a part. So you will have to play those scenarios anyway. you just get the added bonus of not only anima shards, but also talisman or weapon distillates. So it does help little by little. Does it help as much as playing through the entire dungeon? No, not really. (laughs) But then again, I mean, if you come up with like a pug group that's not you know, well-geared, it might take you quite a bit. You might actually want to go into a scenario next time and do like three scenarios rather than one dungeon, you know. But it's great because scenario, you're not uh, dependent on anyone in the queue. You can just queue up by yourself. You can go in you know, do your thing and get out. Whereas yeah. Dungeons, you're relying on a lot more people being in the queue with specific specific gear requirements, right? And layers, um, I haven't actually done layers. So I can only tell you what um, what the new loot distribution is supposed to be now. You're supposed to get... Quite a bit out of I actually, it as well.
3: I, I did uh, um, like we, we did some regionals earlier, and, and we actually did just a layer before, um, mm-hmm. just you know to clear it out, get more regionals, and yeah. oh my god, your inventory gets trashed. I'm telling you, really, how much uh, space it's, do you it's need it's in order to go it's, into horrib- one? It's, it's horrible from from a perspective uh, that you have to sort through this, uh, but yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like really, really awesome. Uh, oh, you doing it does layers. Pay out. Personally speaking, I have a feeling that did this totally on purpose, is that their plan right now is, once you get to level 50, you're not supposed to do dungeons, you just spend a little bit of time, you know, like daily, in layers, and that's how you suddenly gear up all your gear at the same time, somewhat decently, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you, you really do get, like, decent distillates for everything, and, uh, like, you, you, yep. you every time you open a layer chest, you get, obviously, the, the layer rewards, and then you get... Um, a weapon decollet, or a glyph, or a talisman, and you get two. You know, so it's they. It's really cool. I
4: really, had really to, cool. I did. I did about oh, eight or nine regionals the other night, and I was actually having to dump signets onto the au- <laughs> auction house at ridiculously low prices <laughs> to try and get rid of the stuff at my infantry because it was so bad. Yeah. It, also, it, it got crazy.
3: Yeah, also, um, something that I personally don't notice anymore, but I assume that when you don't have a lot of time to play, the fact that you basically get shards now is really helpful for players who just want to log on, do a little bit of content, and then log out again, right? Yep, because, for I mean, sure. Because basically, you do content, and you, you're not running into minus. correct? I mean, I'm just asking, yeah. because basically once you're sitting on, you know, like legendaries or something, you basically always get one to minus.
2: <laughs> well, see, I don't know. Uh, I'm currently sitting at 620,000 shards.
3: Yeah. Uh, so I was, just, I was just curious. Maybe someone I, has I experience up, from someone.
2: Yeah, I end up leveling stupid stuff that cost me simply to get get uh, some space in my inventory. Yeah, that's cool.
3: <laughs> I mean, like I I noticed it on uh, on the regionals earlier that basically I was sitting around my seven fifty and I got more and more shards even though I kept upgrading stuff and I was like, wait. This usually Uh, goes down. uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) usually I'm sitting there like blasting through 100k in like 30 minutes or something because this stuff is just silly. But see, this is something that they
2: have said. That uh, they have lowered the anima shorts that you get from the Tokyo container keys
3: only uh, for the higher level um piso yeah. the purple ones still give you the same amount so you're not yes, as affected from it which is awesome
2: true because you get the most of them so the yellow ones and uh, especially the red ones are considered to be more rare because they give out better loot um and uh those those ones have been nerfed um but say that you were getting six thousand shards before now you would get four thousand yeah, so nice. it's by okay thirty percent. But over, they I did have... say that they are going to increase getting shards as rewards from other content in the game. So this could be it. <laughs> Maybe that's why you were ending up in plus instead of minus.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I was gonna say when you're when you're gearing up with distance is the best way um later on in the game to gear up when you have the higher um, gear because it costs less anima shards and you get more anima shards for your distillate rather than just a um, a, a, a talisman that you're putting in um, but I have over a million um, uh, anima shards now and I'm still gearing up as I was doing the things that I've been doing and I just can't seem to get rid of them I wish now that we have some sort of exchange between anima
2: shards and mobs. I can can tell.
1: Well, isn't that what the...
3: Oh, what's that place in London? The museum, isn't that what the museum is for? The
4: museum the is, the is a way. To, sink?
3: The museum is a way to blast through one million shards in fifteen minutes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I've not touched the museum. I have no intention of touching it. <laughs> oh, uh, <it's, laughs> no! I'm I mean, just saying, to get no, rid of the anime shards. No, I am not a completionist. Thank God, um, because way I know the pain. Now. I know the pain that people went through in TSW to do the museum. Oh, so, but no,
3: they, they made real. it a lot more accessible now. I don't know if you. Read all the patch notes but they actually mentioned that um you remember the the, the pieces that had to drop in nightmare uh, dungeons like for example the glowing scale and the sentient cog you uh-huh. know they drop now on down to uh, story modes yes they do so theoretically speaking you can basically do story mode dungeons and still get your museum done
2: yeah, it's much much easier to get. Yeah, uh, I, mean, those
3: now. I mean, it's still a shard thing. I mean, yeah. it's still a shard thing, and then, I mean, if you think about it, that's obviously a good thing because it's a completely finite shard thing, right? Like you know exactly how many shards you have to spend in the end. While as in gear, you theoretically can make inlim- unlimited amounts of it. So that's really nice. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we I just, I win. just,
4: I just, I just feel that i i I myself I feel like I'm gearing up a lot quicker now, and that that's that's that makes me happy because I think means... you do yeah I, I, mean, I, I, I am no oh, Sexually yeah. oh, speaking,
3: yeah. as I said, just from what I noticed when we did the layers, is that the amount of loot you get per chest basically screams to me, Funcom wants you to do layers as soon as you hit level fifty just to upgrade your gear because yeah. you get you get distillates for everything, like seriously, you get signets. Signet distillates, of course, and then you get weapon talisman and glyph distillates. By the way, which is the only place where you get everything. Like this is yep, why I'm thinking exactly. this. Like okay. in scenarios, you only get weapon, like you get a weapon or a talisman distillate, but no signet distillate. And uh, in dungeons, you only get glyph distillates, for example. Yes. So um, you know, it's they definitely want you. Like the lair is the the place to go when you're just leveling up. So. They actually thought about it um, and were like, you know, this is our way of progression now.
4: Yeah, I'd agree with that. As a player, my player experience has improved since this patch. Um, Maybe others have as well. But I feel like now I actually see a difference to gearing up because of the layers, the distillates. Um, Even in scenarios, I want to do dungeons now. Um, So yeah, it's definitely made a difference.
2: Another thing that has uh, probably made a great deal of difference uh, to people, especially on a higher level, um, or even on the lower levels, maybe even more, is that the cost of removing signets and glyphs has been lowered. (laughs) Now, that has been like lowered, like holy crap lowered.
4: Uh, Uh... It's based
2: on the level now. So, on the green level, it actually, instead of 20,000 moths, it actually costs you 300. So, what a freaking drastic change. On blue level, instead of 20k, it actually costs you 1,200. On purple level, 5,000. And on orange, 10,000. So, this is... this. I had a number of like simple glyphs um, that I needed to extract and put (laughs) the intricate ones. And I was just holding off until, you know, uh, this uh, update came on, came, uh, was released. And then I was like, oh man, now I can finally do that. And it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg.
3: Yeah, I sadly got totally jinxed by that. I, I fused into a new shotgun and I had a simple level 1 fierce in it and I was like, I'm not gonna pay 20k to rip this out and that was one day before they announced the reduction. So I just destroyed it instead.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, But it was only a simple I mean, level I, I, 1,
3: so I mean, huh? you're not yeah, missing Yeah, I know, from my head I was thinking like, you know, for me to grind this up again doesn't- yeah. It takes me a certain amount of, of marks and it's not worth the 20k. But no, obviously, no, no. you know, if I, if I would have known about the announcement, I would have just waited <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and just paid, like, what is it, 5,000? Because that would have been easily cheaper for On me purple, too, instead 5, of grinding 000, it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing, by the way, I mean, I think this is awesome, but from my opinion, they still didn't go far enough. Because the problem is still that you're still kind of locked into a certain I role agree. once you mm-hmm. have legendaries. Because to remove a legendary signet, you still have to pay 20k. So from that perspective, I'm still sitting here. Like, for example, I'm, I'm a really good example. I, I'm a tank, and I decided to go hammer, right? So if for some reason they completely scramble the meta now, I have to make completely new glyphs and then pay 60k to rip out all of my, sign- uh, like my glyphs, for example, just to put in Chaos Ones. You know, well, just you have to legendary. The,
1: the whole reason why they did this is because they just didn't want you changing them willy-nilly
3: yeah no and i think and i don't think they're not they're supposed to right i just think that um people should not be punished for patches right because there will always be balancing happening Right. You know, and when I'm thinking that, like, you know, like a certain amount of pat, like, like certain patches, it's like, okay, now you're basically forcing people to rip out signets or something because their build doesn't work anymore how they were used to it. So, eh, you know, of course, it's a slippery slope. Like, on the one hand, I I understand that they don't want to go everyone to go like, you know, completely crazy on swapping out signets on a now to now basis. Even though, you know, personally speaking, I would totally love this. Just even though that I'm, might happen in the future you never know I hope so I mean because I mean if you think <laughs> of, I mean we're early in the game right in the game itself we're early so there's always a certain sense of progression that developers have in their mind and they don't communicate this which is fine you know because they want to control the flow of progression but I mean if you think about it like do you want to have multiple do you want to have to make multiple sets of gear in like a year or one and a half when the game is out for two years just to swap your build in a dungeon because, oh, you just don't want to play melee right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, like they have to you know, keep, keep an eye on this. Because, obviously speaking, you know, you're totally forcing people into a certain role. And, you, like, once you're dedicated to it, it's really, really hard to swap away from it. Because, I mean, leveling the weapons themselves is easy in comparison. Like, honestly speaking. Oh, Yeah. Because you, there's only nine weapons to level, really, you know, while you have uh, seven talismans alone. So, that is fine, yeah sure, you focus on one role, but weapon-wise you can swap all around and then the signet system is kind of, you know, throwing you rocks everywhere, because you totally have to focus to be like, okay, now I have a mythic 20 pistol signet, you know, you, know, you don't want to rip that out.
2: right? So, I mean, there's, like we said, lots of changes uh, yes. with this uh, with this patch. We also had lots of changes being done to Elementalism uh, weapon in particular. Um, so, any Elementalism users
4: here? I'm yeah. an Ellie user, but don't ask me. <laughs> yeah,
3: she said Fist <laughs> Elemental earlier, right?
4: Yeah, I did. I'm a Fist le user, but it's... First of all, it's quarter to two in the morning, <laughs> 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 um, and you've been
2: you've been gearing up as a healer. So you've only recently started using it.
4: Well, well no, elemental was my damage weapon for when I was like mm. questing. I used, fist elemental uh, healing? Uh, hmm. Yeah, fist. No, no. I. I that was my <laughs> hybrid build. My real heal build is fist blood, but my my damage build was fist elemental. Um, and, and the reason I went for Elemental was purely aesthetic, because I like the electric coming at my fingertips. Um, yeah. Cause, yeah, reminded me of, I don't know, a Star Wars geek. But anyway, um, so don't ask me what the changes are, but I just know that I like them. I, I've noticed, yeah... I'm not. You my, like I, them. I, I like them. That it's official. Very likes them. They're good.
2: They're here to stay. That's good. Moving on. I will.
4: Hold, I will hold my hand up here. I am not a theory crafter, and you know, I, I don't really care how it works with what works with what works, as long as it does the damage. And I've noticed that I'm managing. Um, I'm not. Ma- I'm not managing heat as much. Well, yeah. I'm that's. Almost,
1: I guess that's what it is. It's basically yeah. the, your heat doesn't do doesn't build as much heat much yes that's the exactly higher levels it. of heat do more damage and then the cooling does more cooling
4: yeah exactly yeah. yeah exactly that's it in a nutshell i just know that i'm not concentrating on that bar as much as i was mm-hmm. but you guys so- are
2: saying in twitch chat that uh when it comes to elementalism being a secondary weapon that it got a little bit too nerfed
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's just what I noticed right now. I mean, you know, maybe this is just due to the changes and uh, it might still be able to figure things out, but at least, you know, sorry, for the main hand. For the offhand, the problem is that you're really locked down in how much energy you can spend over a certain amount of time, right? Uh, And you obviously can't make perfect use of the mechanic. So it's really hard right now to actually dish out... um, um, you know like high heat level consumers because once you reach them you don't have any energy anymore and then they dis- it dissipates so fast that you don't have high heat anymore. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, the current yeah. problem with off like that's the current problem with offhand is that the, the heat dissipation is too high to be uh, usable in, in the offhand, which is well, can't change it. It's, so it's I would gonna agree with it's the... probably on their radar. I mean I'm pretty sure. Um the way they patched this, it was really, really um, yeah, overdone, I guess, you know. They just wanted to, like, you see that what they did now is they wanted to to make sure that people in their solo play are not locked down when they play Ellie because they're heating up too much, which works, you know. But I think right now you're almost in a situation where you don't even have to use your healing skills all that much anymore because your heat dissipates so fast, you know. So I think that's, you know, there's a balance to be found somewhere in the middle, and uh, I, I don't play Ellie... At all, so um, all my knowledge is really just on my theory and the uh, little messing arounds I did every now and then i I, I was not- just not a fan of the whole cast time thingy
4: yeah i i i, I like I said I use it for questing and, and um I use it in my hybrid, but I wouldn't say it's a huge it's not a huge damage dealer, but it does enough for what I need to do but I've noticed that i'm concentrating a lot less on heat management and actually enjoying it a little bit more. And I'm doing such incredible damage now.
1: Awesome.
4: That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm now able to one-hit rather than two or three-hit. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: So, yeah. Way to go, very test. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, grown
4: yeah. up. ha. <laughs>
2: you had some spinach in your elemental.
4: Yeah, yeah. So it, for me, I, yeah. I mean, but, but, going, but going down the line, though, um, you know, as I'm a healer. I'm not a damage dealer. I'm a healer. And going into, like, higher level um, dungeons or layers, the heal gear will come first. Um, so I would never pretend to be a damage dealer. That's just not what I do.
2: See, Tomlinson says in Twitch chat, uh, they were talking in Discord, and uh, he thinks, uh, I, he doesn't think it needs to be retuned. He thinks that some passives might be tweaked to help uh, offhand elementalism focus, uh, like a heat storage passive or such, um, and uh, that the removal of the bar switch, uh, makes it feel so much better for him yeah. to play Elementalism now.
3: Shotgun next, please.
2: <laughs> What's up with the shotgun?
3: Uh, the, like, the global I b- cooldown, I shotgun, between, the global cooldown between swapping shells and the fact yeah, that the, 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 the buttons also rotate, like Elemental did it annoys the hell out of me. And it did so since beta. <laughs> yeah... But with some, you
2: know exactly. Like with some builds, you can know exactly what's gonna be coming it's, up.
3: It's yeah. I mean definitely. I mean it's just it, it, the one. Like this is was the reason why. Um, it, it, like it, it kept holding me off of playing shotgun as a main. Really, like I tried a build in beta with shotgun. There's like this shotgun build that that goes primary shotgun hammer or something, right? Yeah, correct. I played that in beta, very strict to just play shotgun. And I swear to god, after 20 levels, I made such a ragey post in the beta forum because I told, I swear, if I have to hammer my buttons one more time because these goddamn buttons are spinning all the time, I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so annoying when you play Shotgun hammer, uh, shotgun as your main hand, you have so many shotgun skills and all the time you can't do anything.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's why I changed to I mean, Hammer to be my y- it, main...
3: Yeah, I mean, when the game actually released, or well, I mean, since some people got invited to the, uh, the this weird, um, what is it, press release, I actually went uh, Hammer Blade as well. Because I couldn't bother with the shotgun anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That drove me crazy. I love me some shotgun, though. I like the shotgun as a weapon. It's because it's also one of the few weapons that you can fully use the mechanic of as your offhand. It's just, oh. You know, I'm happy that I don't have to use it as my main all the time. Because you're constantly reloading and therefore wasting two global cooldowns just on looking at your bar. Yeah. It, well, it really...
2: does. It does need to be quicker when it gets yeah. to well, reloading. Well, here's
3: here's my here's my tip on that. Is
1: uh, if you're if you're doing anything with shotgun, have shell salvage
3: oh, because every yes. time you use self- no shell worries. salvage, no worries. it
1: automatically goes to what you're currently using.
3: Yes, but that's not the problem. The problem is just that I I feel that shotgun plays really sluggish because every time you reload, you basically lose two seconds where you do nothing. You know, like basically, oh, you empty shells, then you have one global cool well one global cooldown where your buttons are flipping and you have to wait because I don't know why a global cooldown triggers just because I guess and then you <laughs> click the shell and then it's a global cooldown again.
2: I know, I know. That irritates the hell out of me. It, and a lot I of the don't. time if I'm not watching, if I'm not watching, if I'm concentrating on just moving or what the boss is doing yeah. and then I'll notice, oh shit, I, gotta, I, I chose the wrong kind of shell <laughs> Yeah. because and I was trying
3: to hit something. I do off, end yeah. up with that. Like, oh my God, I'm on healing shells again. How did that happen? Oh, oh, hey. Call out to Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. He does that all the time. <laughs> we we actually have a running joke already in the cabal that we're, like, Jimmy is supposed to cheer every time he does get the right shells because he keeps fucking that up all the time because he's also so annoyed by this goddamn global cooldown. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I understand it. I mean, if you're in the heat of, like, in the, if in the middle of combat, right, you don't want to look at your ability bar and then you hit the button... And then you want to keep DPSing, but instead you overwrite your shell usage and then you keep hitting your DPS button again and then you yeah. want to use Shell salvage, and you have wrong shells loaded. And then
2: you're like, this well, shit, example. for the first time in a few <laughs> rotations, I managed to get my rotation down packed. I wasn't interrupted by anything. I did great damage, but I did
4: it on healing shells. Way to go! <laughs> <laughs> Can I yeah, just pretty- say a shout out to Jimmy for 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 yeah being in that position for somebody who's such a good player as well it's nice to know you get it wrong sometimes too
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: even the it, makes, it, it makes one. us mere mortals <laughs> feel a little bit better <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> hold, yeah hold i mean every everyone.
2: every single weapon has a little you know little thing that can be tweaked. This is definitely one for a shotgun um so yeah. They they're tackling things. Oh yeah, one
3: <laughs> as by one can, and I think it's good one. that they do it this way. Yeah. Which is um why why I was um I mean I mean I don't know if how many if you if you guys watch the uh, the last dev stream where Max was um there, I I yep. mean, obviously I had to watch that. I mean basically the guy talks to me. Yes. Um <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> he's talking about dungeons and end game and everything. I have to listen. Um and he has so great yeah. hair too. Oh yeah, he has great hair. Um but, and I was really, really happy that, um, that Max also you know, basically put a stop to all the people saying oh my god, finally nerf hammer, nerf tanking, and, and he actually like, publicly admitted that he understands that there's an issue, but he also understands that it's not being fixed by just you know, basically act, like, just out of necessary action nerf cooldowns, and then you yeah. have a totally fucked up situation in the trifecta of dungeons. Yes. And I, I loved that he did that. I love
2: yeah it just shows they they know and he even said for one particular thing I don't remember what it was it is an issue and they have yes. discussed it but they at this point in time they don't really know what would be the best way to do it
3: yeah, yeah. so I mean because I, I mean this is basically the the amount of feedback that you know, they can't always get just by themselves. I mean, you must imagine there's a big amount of, you know, like hive mind going on on Reddit every now and then, you know, about people that are tanking and healing all the time and they're brainstorming together, you know, and basically just thinking like, yeah, these are the issues and we're basically giving this amount of feedback to Funcom and obviously, you know, there's always yays and nays on both sides and, yeah, yeah, I, I just like that they totally realize that, yeah, you know, this isn't just fixed by something and and and, you know just take some time and i I think exactly many people and not uh, sorry like many developers probably wouldn't publicly admit that this is such a big issue (laughs) it's
2: it's pretty pretty big issue considering how long uh people have been vocal about it if we if we had forums Forums would be flooded. <laughs> with stuff yeah, by like me, that. I guess.
3: <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I mean, stupidly speaking, of course, I'm just saying by me. But I mean, what I mean with that is, of course, that if you think about the people who are or who got affected by this the fastest are people like me, you know, like, who, who who go for the end game immediately, like who would like the upgrading thingy, because. Like, really, you notice absolute majority of these issues once you go past E5, you know, like, once you hit, like, E7, basically. That, that's the point where you notice, okay, my healer basically can DPS because when I don't have a cooldown running, he can't heal me anyway. You know, so that's basically, a, like, the TLDR version. Mm. And so, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's... I'm I'm really sure that as I said that this was also kind of connected to what I said earlier when I said you know the it feels to me that the the, the community as a whole is reaching this level now and Funcom notices like oh god we have to do something soon because <laughs> otherwise we have a lot of people being here like why the hell did I go healer when my tank doesn't need me and it's not just a few voices then you know with always the same yes. names yeah it's all of a sudden it's a lot of people with a lot of different nicknames that they've never read before. Exactly,
2: so Lots, lots of lots of good stuff. Uh, lots of stuff that has been found out. Lots of stuff that will probably still be found out, um, and uh, maybe even different issues that will be addressed. Uh, so those will be addressed as they come and as they are able to by the dev team. Uh, but for now, I think that's it uh, for the talk about uh, the all the updates that we received this week. Um, let's get down to what else has been happening? Uh, we do currently have the autumn sale going on, and um, a lot of good stuff is on sale. Like uh, when it comes to fusion, you need a lot of uh, a lot of uh, glyph uh, catalysts and talisman and weapon catalysts. Unfortunately, only the glyph. Uh, fusion catalyst is on a sale for a twenty five percent off.
3: Genius, I by the don't way. know,
2: huh?
3: That's genius, by the way, because they give you glyph distillates everywhere now.
2: But why, why not the talisman and weapon fusion catalyst as well?
3: Because it's really easy to get those up.
2: Mm. I mean. Mm.
3: I, know, I, I could, ta- use, like I could do... use all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, if you, do, if you do missions, for example, you always get two talisman bags. You only start getting yeah, te- uh, glyphs true. once you are in the Scorch Desert. And the only time you actually get glyph bags from the, those local kill missions is in Tokyo. I
1: don't know. I'm mm-hmm. still kind of against them selling them in the first place. <laughs>
3: well, I'm, no, I'm just <laughs> throwing it out there. You know, just, just from like a level of why it makes sense that they reduce the glyph catalyst is because many people have complained that it's really annoying to level glyphs, which is true by the way. I mean if I'm thinking about that, um, I have to do in 9 scenarios to level a green um, glyph immediately to max level and not have to find some annoying fodder pieces just to make it max, uh, like max green is, is really nice. You know, now I can just do layer and I get it here, I get a distillate and so on. Oh, by the way, while we're on the topic, doing scenarios is amazing now because you can get purple glyphs now out of bags. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Purple glyphs? Uh-huh. Purple glyphs.
4: But is that scaled on the level of scenario you do?
3: I have no idea. I mean, I'm like only doing one level. I mean, I don't know what...
2: So what... you're doing it on E9? Uh,
3: I'm doing them on E9, yeah. But I'm yeah, I'm sure only doing the on E5. <laughs> yeah, I would assume the E9 probably sure gives better
1: is... gear than E1.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but I, I think uh, it's just a chance to get it at least. I'm pretty well, sure you can still get it there is a chance. There
2: is a chance. Yeah, there. Uh, in scenarios, you can get a signet bag. It's a smaller chance than in a lair, uh, but y- it is possible to get it now, yeah. like you said uh in on higher level uh, scenarios. The possibility, I mean, you know, to get a much better signet bag. Uh, glyph bag, glyph it's, bag.
3: It's a, uh, it's a glyph. Like you get, you do, you get those. Uh, you get the. Uh, I thought uh, glyph you said signet. You get a purple. Did signet. Did I say signet? Yeah. Oh no! no I No, you I mean, said
2: purple glyph. Uh, right. Glyph, exactly. A Why glyph. did I hear signet? I, yeah, I heard a signet.
3: glyph. No, I meant a glyph. <laughs>
4: oh that's absolutely perfect and i
3: know that someone got one from an e7 for example so these are not not character
4: bound they are they are character bound they are character
3: bound but they're still purple for god's sake i mean yeah oh absolutely. it's it's awesome (laughs) i was that is awesome i was amazed earlier when i i did my first scenario of the day i was like wait I just have a purple signal, a glyph in my bag. That's awesome.
2: Pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I, I just thought that's good to know for many people.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to other fusion items that are pretty pricey, uh, you can only get them for anima short. Uh, not anima short. Uh, you can only get them for... Uh, or, uh, you have anima imbuers for talismans, weapons, and glyphs. Uh, they are all on sale 25% off. So instead of 1500 Orum, I think they cost like 1150, something like that. So if you need to, you know, make any kind of adjustments, uh, use this opportunity. If you have the funds for it in order to help yourself along. Uh, Also the emotes, Uh, Bingo Blast is uh, 70% off, Hitman Lean and Billie Jean and Robot Dance are at 50% off. Then we have the mounts, Uh, the Gilded uh, Geist Rider and the Gilded Unicorn are 40% off. Whereas Hovertech Stealth Board and the Faction Racehorse I- are at 30% off. You also have pets uh, at 60 or 50% off. All gold weapon skins are at 80% off. Those are really expensive. And uh, there's a. Sorry? Oh, yeah, it's
3: like 10 bucks, right? Usually. Yeah. Or something like that.
2: Something like that. Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't checked, but they were really, really expensive, right?
3: Yeah, for uh, weapon skin, definitely. Yeah.
2: And, uh, there's a whole bunch of clothing, uh, which are, it spans from 50 to 80% off. Um, so there's, there's, it's a fair, fairly good sale, autumn sale. And if you go to secretworldlegends.com and then you, um, choose a new section, you will see it there and, uh, you can double check on all the clothing and stuff. If you also open up your inventory and uh, go into your dressing room, when you click on, uh, for example, if you click on uh, uniforms and uh, um, whatchamacallit, uh, clothing sets, those ones that are on sale will come up on top and there will be a red uh, tag saying sale next to them. So do check it out, you can, those are, of course, I'm talking about the clothes as well uh, for that. And then I'm trying to click, yeah, and then uh, the weapon skins, you can see which ones are, the gold ones are on sale uh, right now. And right now they're selling at 240 Aurum, so 80% off. But I'm a patron, so I don't know if that... Misses up mix mixes up the amount. If I as patron have to pay a little bit less, I don't know. So for me, for example, the gold skin uh, weapon skin would be two hundred and forty orum. So yeah, if you're planning on you know doing some sort of nice con um what you might call it um Halloween. Fashion show (laughs) for next year, where you want everything gold. Hey, now's your chance to get it for cheap. So tomorrow is Friday, and uh, we the last time we had the dev stream. According to that, they should be having one tomorrow. And uh, from what we understand, it will be uh, there will be a stream on the on November seventeenth uh at the usual time and uh yeah so do give uh andy a nice send off uh he'll be going on uh on holidays uh the week after so give him a nice beautiful send off uh into that
3: any topics announced for tomorrow?
2: no uh i don't think they've announced it it's um always
3: a, a surprise or it's just un- okay unplanned yeah, I was uh, slightly busy with Neo uh, last week, so I didn't completely pay attention to what was going on in SWL. <laughs> I feel guilty about that. Oh. No, not really. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on ex- exactly.
2: <laughs> um. Alright, so what else? What else do we have? When it comes to the community stuff, uh, there is a, there is a little bit of stuff to talk about there as well. Origami Soldier, uh, who undoubtedly a lot of you have heard of, uh, and even bought those lapel pins, which by the way, we have one set here that one of our lucky, lucky listeners uh, will actually be able to win when it comes to the Christmas event. So we'll give you guys more information later on but so we'll be giving one away um, so origami soldier posted an update about future work on their Twitter and uh, you can check that out uh, if you follow them or if you go to Damon orisol on Twitter or you can just go to our Twitter account um, at beyond TSW and just scroll down and you'll find uh, their announcement there they basically uh, said a little bit about uh, when, the, because what they did is they uh, did the second round of uh, the box set faction pins, um, all eight of them, and uh, they have added a number of uh, sets as well, and they have sold out now so all those sets have sold out there's only few um pins individual pins that are left there's no more faction ones though there's only like uh council of venice uh orachi and i think that's it phoenicians, phoenicians yeah yeah so all, there's only like three or four that are left that you can get individual ones but sets are all gone They're, and uh update did specify that uh these will not ship out until january due to holiday season Uh, so it's much safer to do it after the first week of january um also the changes are upcoming changes when it comes to the future work the prices will go up um because well every year manufacturers raise their prices. So as it follows, um, they had to uh, increase their prices as well. So for the full sets after this particular run, uh, there's an increase in how much the cost is going to be. Uh, Shipping on the other hand, has gone down and uh, there will be new products outside of pins as well. So there's a, there's a pretty substantial update on everything and I'm not going to go with everything, you know, <laughs> word to word. So do go and uh, check it out uh, on their Twitter and uh, do follow them for more information and for awesome stuff that they have. Uh, I
1: know I bought it. Yeah, yep. I'll be I got I
2: got one for myself as well, but yeah. we do have one that we're going to be giving out as well to one of our lucky listeners. So if you That's have so not nice. been able to get one, uh, you know you'll get your chance maybe. <laughs> now, their origami soldiers poll is still up until November thirty first. You can choose up to top three NPCs from the list um that you would like to see as a pin so the top three uh, are going to be I guess then made into pins or maybe even more of them I'm not sure uh, we'll see what the what uh, origami soldier decides and uh, so you can still vote on which one you would like to see uh, as a pin. Voting ends November 31st. You can also check that out uh, either scrolling down on our Twitter or going to there, Damon Orisol. Now, Animation, if you were with us last week, then you know that uh, we have seen uh, some pretty cool artwork. Um, it is based off the uh, Templar, not, not Templar, faction uh, artwork. So we had the Templar and we had the uh, Illuminati one. Uh, this time around we actually have the addition of the dragon one as well so the holy trinity <laughs> of uh, SWL factions is complete right now. So there you go you can see them on the stream now and uh, they look absolutely wonderful. The one thing that did make a lot of players laugh is um, Lizzie uh, <laughs> posted a status on a uh, uh, picture in and next to one of the portals um, of two what appears to be like dead Blainies. Is it Blagini's? How do I, I never know how to pronounce this. I don't
3: this. know how you would say that. Blain's. I think Blagini.
2: Blagini, Blagini. Blagini, I believe. Blagini, yeah. <laughs> And it's really funny because the caption that read next to it, this is all thanks to uh, character numbers being increased in tweets. Uh, it, it's as follows. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police, who investigate crime, and the district attorneys, who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Law and order, SWL. <laughs> Dun-dun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I laughed my heart out because it was such a such a clever take on um, one of my favorite shows, TV shows. I absolutely love it. I'm actually watching one of them right now, so it's pretty cool. We did catch a glimpse of uh, a pick that... A pick of a, basically a truck which kind of can't... Figure out whether he wants to be a tank or a healer. (laughs) Uh, There's been many. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's not exactly a leech. Well, leech healing, yeah. (laughs) And of course, Mad Lyric uh, had uh, a very interesting find as well. uh, Seeing, seeing um, something on a custodian. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, and uh, like Matt Larry said, once you. you once you. you see it, you cannot unsee it. <laughs> and uh, people, of course, speculate it's it's a gingerbread man.
1: <laughs> it does look like one those, if you look at it long enough. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that is true. Now, we also have Funcoms the Park, uh, which is a part of the Humble Care package uh, where 100% of the money uh, Spent goes to disaster relief uh, and uh, humble bundle, uh, they will actually match payments uh, up to $300,000. So that's a pretty great. There's um, over 385 worth of awesome games, and you can get all of those for $30. So pretty pretty sweet deal you basically get a lot of games <laughs> if you can ever play <laughs> that many games but if you've been eyeing a certain game you know or two or maybe three there you can find there maybe even more um and you can get all that for 30 bucks i mean go right for it okay last item of the day we still have this coming uh, Saturday, a story night, November, uh, where Insane uh, will be doing a nice uh, uh, tales, um, telling of the tales around the fire pit uh, in Axles on the 18th of November, and uh, it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, um previous ones have been very well received by the community and uh, i have no doubt that this one will be absolutely fantastic as well you can uh, during the event uh, you can meet up on insane or vomer in game in order to get you to the correct instance of agartha and then just proceed up to the axles in agartha and then go to the fire pit. Um, it's in the same area. Axles uh, is where we had the spectacular fashion uh, contest All right, and that brings us to the end of tonight's show we went fair amount (laughs) talking about all the new stuff uh, that came out this week and like we said several times during the show um, when it comes to new stuff especially anima allocation uh, this is something that is completely brand new we did not have it in TSW so there's no uh, previous experience for anyone where We're all learning this together. Uh, Share your knowledge uh, in general chat with your cabal mates. uh, You know, ask questions if you don't understand it. There's plenty of really helpful people in the game who will be more than happy to... Uh, to provide you with an answer or help you understand it better and undoubtedly there will be guides you know in the near future that can kind of give you a more substantial information right off the bat uh, when it comes to anima allocation and how to use it to your best advantage in the game based on your level and play style. So Last but not least, thank you so very much to HeadShotty for coming uh, on our podcast tonight. Uh, <laughs>
3: no <laughs> yes. problem. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you.
2: It's always a pleasure having you and uh, just like picking your brain about just various different things. So we'll undoubtedly be extending that hand and be like, oh, come on, come on, come on on the show again. We, we gotta We got to talk to you again. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, thank you to all of our listeners in uh, Twitch who have uh, joined us <laughs> who have joined us live and to all of you guys and gals who will be downloading our podcast either through holosweekmedia.com, uh, iTunes Woo-hoo! or Stitcher. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo! laughs> all right. So that is it for Tonight, we are going to be back next week. Same time, same place. 23rd is going to be the date, 23rd of November. Thursday, 7 p.m. right here on twitch.tv forward slash whole suite media. Until then, have fun gaming. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Thanks for tuning in to tonight's broadcast of Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and be sure to check holosuitemedia.com and iTunes for our remastered shows and more. You can follow us on Twitter at BeyondTSW. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email to beyondtsw at gmail.com, and join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Beyond the Veil, a place where hilarity always ensues. We'll yeah.